Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody. Welcome. It's so great to have all of you tune us in and turn us on. Thank you. We've got another fabulous show for you today. Um, shout out to Benny. Hi, Benny. Shout out to David. Hi, hi. Yep. Yeah, both of them are yet. They are at the helm. Uh, so whatever you see, however you see it, whatever you hear, however you hear it, thank you, David and Benny, for sure. Um, I want to set the stage for this for a little bit. And... Uh, and, you know, Benny and I have known each other for about 16 years. And I will say this, that along the way, when you are working that closely with someone, you really have to learn a few things. Sometimes for me, I learned the hard way. But one of the things that, you know, you come to if you have the right guidance to get there is this place where relating to another person is much deeper than you think. And maybe along the way, as you go there, you struggle with some of the things that you've learned either when you were younger, maybe some of the things from even past lives. But there are things that in relationship come up to be healed that you don't know about. But here we are today with Sabina, Sabina Rademacher joining me here today. And here's what I've learned. When you have that situation, how is, if not as important or more important than the what, but how we go through these events has a long lasting impact. Today, consciousness through COVID, conscious relating, conscious split up. That's what we're talking about today. Because, you know, what Sabina does is she works with people all over the world. Um, she works with them about full circle of love, how to make time and space for love. Um, she helps people, relationship coach. She's devoted and focuses her career and what she does with others on all aspects of love, especially self-love but also about separation and breakups. And one of the things we know for sure is the statistics are coming out now about what is going on within relationships. The numbers of potential breakups are coming out. But what if there was a conscious way to relate? That's what she's talking about today. These are the lessons of our time. Sabina, great to have you. This is a powerful conversation because, you know, we're dealing with scenarios that people never thought they'd be in and how they are relating during these times is unprecedentedly not good. (laughs) 
Well, first of all, thank you for this fantastic introduction because I wouldn't be able to describe all what you have done perfectly in some sentences. And yes, you're absolutely right. I mean, on one side, I'm actually really happy that COVID happened because it makes it so obvious where we are failing in relationship. And it's not about that we that we have to fail or something like that. It's just becoming aware that actually there's, there's some stuff which is not looked at. And we can all look at and heal it. We don't have to rush off and go to a divorce just because we haven't taken the time to actually look, wait a minute, who is actually in front of me? And COVID has shown us because of the lockdown and being closer together, Normally, we are so distracted of all the doings, as you do know, you know, we kind of get up, we take the coffee, we rush off, we go to the office, and, and then even when we come back with that, we switch on the television, um, we have the dinner, we don't even know what we talk about, uh, we watch a movie or we watch the news, and then the weekends more or less is the same, some activities, some shopping, whatever. But suddenly, COVID brought us together with this person in front of us. And maybe we have felt, well, wait a minute, who is this? And of yeah. course, we suddenly realize maybe this is not the one I thought of. But I, I question, have you ever taken time to really look? Have you really invested the time to understand the other person? But starting here, because we cannot understand the other when we have not taken investment in ourselves to learn well, what is my needs and desires? What are my values? What are my boundaries? How does it look like to take care of myself? How are my feelings? And then getting curious about the other. And do we share something together? Do we share a common values? Do we share a common goal? Do we take literally time every week at least to find each other, to connect to each other, because we're non-stop evolving, aren't we? We're not kind of equal all the time. You know, we're not the same, same, same. Yeah. So it's important that we share that, that we learn to share. And yes, we can learn it. Yes, we can practice. It's a practice. You know, yeah. we, we, most of us come to this idea that a relationship is like this romantic Mr. Prince is coming as a woman, you know, we, Many women, they would never dare to really openly confess it. But inside of us is still the little girl thinking, oh, Mr. Wright is coming. On his blue horse, he picks up us, and then everything will be rosy ever. And, yeah. and men also feel like, oh, Mrs. Mrs. Wright just has to come along. But look, look at the statistics, especially in the U.S. I mean, before COVID, there were already 50% of the first marriage were splitting up after in the first year of marriage it's amazing and now after covid i don't know that you probably have better statistics than me i think that we're still finding out but i think the thing that um that really people are talking about and attempting to talk about is that they don't have the tools that they wanted to have to get through this so the idea of consciously relating is I mean, it, it's just not something that people thought about. And what, what, what the sense is or what the, what the information I'm getting from folks is, is we don't know how to do this. The other side of that is there's the part of this where COVID-19 has really had people look at each other. And even before COVID, 
has had people look at each other and basically say, wow, I don't want to be here any longer. And, you know, and then there's a way to go about that. You know, there are scenarios on both sides where either the man or the woman or the woman and the woman or the man and the man try to seek some side of sanctuary. But here we are, we are in the middle of a pandemic and you can't run out to the office or you're not able to run out to the coffee shop. And so part of what today is about, and that's why I'm excited for you to talk about it, is that if you are not going to be together, there's a way to be. And it could be a conscious way, right? It absolutely can be. So first of all, to to everybody because we are not alone in the situation nobody ever has showed us how to deal with others you know yeah. there is there is no course in school like you know how come that we don't learn about love and relating in love and relating in love or relating in channel conscious relating i mean it's worth to have that knowledge for anybody around us it can be the best friend it can be the colleagues can be the boss right so it's 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 about that we just have never learned it but we can learn it if we become conscious and yes the conscious split up so if we really come to that conclusion we actually don't share anything common anymore but I would always recommend to really check that, not just, come on, there's another, there's a better one around the corner. You know, I've, that's what so many people do. They just turn out and, and find somebody else instead of really looking what are the issues, what I'm contributing to the conflict. Because yeah. you will repeat in the next relationship. That's what the statistics said already in America before COVID. You know, the 67% of the second and 74 of the third marriages end in divorce. Isn't that incredible? It is because, I mean, we know this at a lot of different levels, right? So, you know, one of the things we know is that anything that we don't take care of from our past, even yesterday, it's not like it goes away, exactly. right? It's like, we just kind of pile it up. I mean, if we have a consciousness suitcase, right? And we carry in this suitcase around, what happens is if we don't face ourselves, because we cannot change other people. Let's just be really clear. This is not a show about consciously relating to change your nope. partner. Nope. Right. That ain't it. That's another show. But we carry this suitcase and we keep putting things in our suitcase that we are just going to carry forward so that even if we do get into another relationship or fall into another relationship, right? The minute somebody doesn't take out the garbage, OMG, it's like a major catastrophe has very little to do. So today, you know, you're talking about conscious relating. Tell us what that means to you. I know you work with people all over the world. You teach courses on this. But boy, this is the next frontier, isn't it? It absolutely is. And I so wish it would be actually introduced into schools. But may I just quickly say to something which you said about the emotional baggage. I mean, can you just see, I'm sure you know people or our listeners know people who have been divorced, 
but they don't let go from emotionally from for years from the other. They're still kind of engaged about the ex did this to me or the ex did this to me. You know, it's like, uh, hello, this is not a conscious divorce. This is just getting out of the door and then blame, continue to blame. Yeah, that's yeah. So that's what I'm referring to. Like you as well with the trigger box carrying around to the next relationship. Yeah. And it, it's very, very sad. So hopefully, hopefully, this may initiate something in the consciousness of everyone because we do this also for our future generation, right? We do this for our children so they can grow up in a different, we are role models for our next generation so they can grow up in in deeper respect and harmony even if we decide to split. And and I think this is the key because part of this too is, you know, you work with people to taking conscious, to consciously taking time and space, practicing, practicing, practicing. But if you don't know what to practice, and that's why I always tell people that are in the exact place that you and I are talking about, because I've been there. I really, I've been there. I know what it's like to be in relationship and go about things in a way that doesn't represent the future I want. But there is a quote that, that you shared with me um and it's this it's i did not come to teach you i came to love you love will teach us and that is possible even in a split up can you talk to that well first of all this um this phrase is not mine i saw it somewhere and it has yeah. no author name to it i saw it's anonymous but i really love it yeah and and yes i mean if you use it in any space, if it's in the conscious relating or in the conscious split up, of course it teaches us something. It teaches us the possibility to grow in either way, you know? And that is what is so important because as said before, nobody shows us how to relate. And relationship just means, long-term relationship just means there is different points of view. There will be discrepancies. There is conflict, full stop. And the question is, yeah, sorry, I just lost my earphone today. I don't know what's happening today. But, You're very um, excited because it's an exciting conversation. It is, and they fall out because I smile so much. I know, it's <laughs> like the missing link. That uh, for people, what they're going through. I mean, the bottom line is if you're sitting in your house and you know you are not going to be with that person, are are there the good behaviors that show up? Are the conscious behaviors show up? No, no. Mm-hmm. Why? Because we don't know how. But if people are listening to this, the message is we can learn a few things now. Even if you decide we're going to try to make it work, learn it. But if you can't make it work, you need to still learn something with this. Yes. Because the, especially in a split up, when the energy, the adversarial relationships, and I don't know if you got kids or you got dogs, but I learned a long time ago from one of my mentors, and I went on to study this, the how is more important than the end game. How you go through things, how you tell people you're fired, how you tell people you have an illness, how you tell people, oh my gosh, you just invested money and I don't know where your money went. I mean, it doesn't mean that the outcome is going to change, but there's something that happens. Isn't that part of, of full circle love? 
Absolutely, because in both situations, if I speak to couples, most of the time I speak to couples who really would like to learn conscious relating. It's not so much about the split up. Um, individuals come to me after they have split up to kind of really understand how they can grow with that and not being in so much fear and, and shame and guilt and, and, and pain. But of course, it brings it all with, with it. Um, but the, the consciousness with it, if it's relating or the split up, is that we can still be in mutual respect, whatever the other has done, because we learn about seeing it's not about the other. It is actually what is in me that has contributed. We are always, couples are always the perfect mirror. They always come together in the perfect time to learn. That's my absolute conviction, because I see it over and over again, how things are played out. You know, for example, a couple I coach, a very young couple, you know, she is the manipulator and then he goes into rescuing, yeah? And she hates him going into the rescuing role. And then it, she becomes even more a persecutor, just like putting him down and stopping him. I can do this by myself. And he goes even more into his um, victim abandonment, childish way he learned when he was small. So we're playing out the triggers which we have learned when we were small. But I think we spoke in our first, in our first interview and people can listen to that uh, radio show again. That's where we spoke a lot about how, why we struggle in relationships. So I don't want to go too deep in this today. So the important thing is that we still we learn to take responsibility for our own actions. We take responsibility for our own feelings. It's so, we're so disconnected from our feelings. We're mostly here. We're mostly like this, yeah? One finger out, I think I mentioned that already. One finger out, three back. So I put this out. So what is actually going on here? So we need to understand what's going on in me. What is actually, what I'm feeling? What is happening here? And then sharing that with the other. You know, we, we so hardly learn how we do listening, reflective listening or empathic listening. So when I have to say something to the other because I want to kind of complain, it's, it's much more nicer when I start in an empathetic way and I actually can honor or acknowledge the other person in their efforts of what they have done first. So then the person already goes into kind of an opening space and, and not in a defensive way, defensive action, defensive posture. Do you know what I mean? I, I do know what you mean. I mean, you know, I think we learn this along the way. I mean, I learned something interesting in sports. Um, and, and from a sports perspective, mm -hmm. and we've all seen sports play out. It doesn't matter what sport it is, you know, unless you've never watched the soccer game or watched your kids play something or watched or participated yourself. You know, we're, we're watching how people relate to each other under the most competitive of situations. And sometimes in love relationships, that is a similar energy. Mm -hmm. There is a competitive nature sometimes when we don't put love first. Mm -hmm. But the question really is, are we willing to trust ourselves in this place? Are we really willing to say yes to real growth? Because this is always an opportunity in relationships. I mean, I had to mend a relationship and I belong to a program which literally makes you mend relationships but i but i remember mending that relationship and attempting to mend it many many times and had i not done that 
and stumbled along the way, I wouldn't have this person in my life today. And I depend on having this person in my life every day of my life. And this to me was one of the greatest teachers. Now, did I do it right? Do I still have moments where I, I just snap off under some weird stress? Yes, we're human. But what you're talking about is allowing us to be human, but step up for the challenge to learn something new, isn't it? And that's, I, I like what you just shared, Dr. Pat, because what you did was actually that phrase, you know, I'm not here to teach you, I'm here to love, love you and love will teach us. And we forget about this because all of us have a different nature and time and space to learn. I can't expect that I may go faster than my partner, vice versa. I cannot expect that if I pushed it on him, he will take it happily. You know, he may not, you know, he would, he may rather take it if I'm actually kind of leaning back and just hold it. That's what you did with amending, amending and bringing love in again and just let him do. Can I love this aspect of him? I so resist. That's the question here. And that's why my, my other question, you know it already, is always like, what would love do here? Can I actually yeah. just embrace that and breathe through it? And now he may not, or she may not be at this point of time. Yeah. Or maybe she will never, I can't expect it either that he might or she may ever be there. But I can only put the focus here. And yes, I can put will, focus, presence, authenticity to the relationship, the commitment to say, or what is what is needed here? And yes, it starts here always, self-care, self-love. Do I know myself? Do I know myself? Do I know my desires, my needs, my values, my boundaries? And when I'm actually able to know them, then I'm empowered, I can hold a relationship. I can say stop to the other if the other becomes too, too, too outrageous and uses wording which is hurtful. I can say stop. I'm leaving the room if you don't if you don't stop talking yeah. to me like this. Yeah. But then I'm empowered and I don't go into this typical ping pong, which I call it like uh, couples do. Yeah. You know, one fires and you're not fires back. No, I'm standing in my power. And then I can just say and speak for my, listen, if you talk to me like this, I feel, but I'm not you doing, you know, that's, we talked, I think, about this already in our first um interview but this is what plays out and because we just haven't learned most of us have seen the fights playing out in in, in relationship from our parents or around or around the, the world you know in in the offices and the in the streets and i mean what do we see even in television come on people just violation the violence don't they and we don't learn non-violent communication and thankfully dr uh, Marshall Rosenberg has been yeah. very famous all over the world but do we teach it in school do we take a course to learn it how many well, of no, them? Uh, no we don't and then the other thing is you know look the behavior that's being modeled by leadership at least in this country um, for many people um, they're learning some things that my gosh we tried to undo decades ago but one of the things I want to talk with you about, too, when we come back is nonviolent communication, because what that means for some people is, well, I didn't hit them. I didn't physically do that. 
but there's a level of violence that has to do with the spoken word or our gestures. There, there's a level of violence where things could be said to scare people, to really put them back on their heels, right? And we just think, well, wait a minute. Yeah, I did get up in their face, but I didn't actually hit them. We're going to talk about that when we come back. But before we do, Sabina, take a moment. I would love people to know you're teaching courses on this. They can work with you one-on-one. -on -one. Would you take a moment to let people know how they can find out more about you and what you have coming up? Well, thank you for the time. Yes, um, I do mostly individual coaching or couple coaching besides the workshops. You can find everything on my website, www.sabinabrademaker.com. Um, the, the workshop Making Time and Space for Love is uh, offered every month. It comes up on the 24th of October. More information on my website. And I teach also parents with their children to speak more about love and, and even, you know, intimacy, because I feel like if parents would connect more with their children about this so precious subject, then our children would already grow up in a different way as well. So it's a practice everywhere. That's why I call it full circle. It's with myself, it's with my partner, it's with my world around me, and especially with my children. So I can teach them something different already from very young on because school has not picked up on this. No, that hasn't. Um, and this is actually what we're going to talk about when we do come back. We're going to talk about what this means, this place where you step into, you know, this idea of how do you stay on the pathway to grow and grow together? How do you stay on this path? And it's what I mentioned earlier before. It's not that it's always a destination or an outcome, but what if it was a way of being something that you learn that will help you for all of your life? Mm -hmm. In this conversation, there's so many points we're going to cover when we come back, but can you repair after a conflict? That and much more. We'll be right back. I'm Sabina. I'm a love and relationship coach. And we all have not learned how to relate really, truly, profoundly. We all struggle in relationships and it's a constant work and practice. So I invite you to come along to my Making Time and Space for Love workshop. You can find more information on my website www.sabinarademaker.com. It will truly support you. I see you there. I don't know anybody who has not experienced a rough ride so far this year. And we're all looking desperately for a way of understanding our own path, of belonging for love, to be loved, to be respected. Our purpose. And often we don't know how to communicate what we really need and respect our boundaries at the same time. And if you feel this is exactly what is going on for you, I invite you to come along to my workshop called Making Time and Space for Love. I'm holding it online on the 24th of October. you find more information about this on my website, sabinarodemaker.com and go under what's on and yet there you find making time and space for love. See you there.
everybody, welcome back. Uh, look at consciousness through COVID. Um, and this is an area that uh, for many of you, you may be familiar with, you may not, but what about the idea of learning how to conscious relate, how to conscious split up? What does that mean? Well, we talked a little bit about it. Um, Sabina, before we go and take a deeper dive into what you do to learn and grow, and then we're gonna cover conscious split up. Um, again, please mention how people can find out more about you. How can they work with you directly? And then I know you're teaching. So tell people all of the above. <laughs> Thank you again for that space, Dr. Pat. So you can find me to work either in, um, in individual way of coaching or in a couple way of coaching. I have um, a possibility you can check with me on the website to just speak with me and we find out what is the right path for you. So you find me on www.sabinarademaker.com and I'm sure it's spelled somewhere because I know it's a complicated name. Um, my workshops, which I offer, especially Making Time and Space for Love, is a two-hour workshop for couples. It runs every month, so welcome. It's a short awareness practice course of how to engage with each other, how we listen, etc., etc., how we speak, how we interrupt, how we send boundaries, and in other workshops I, I bring up on there. So welcome, and I'm looking forward. And please reach out if you feel you just want to chat and see what's possible. Let's talk about this now, because I think this is the part that, you know, people, when they think about, oh, my gosh, I wish I could take that back. I'm just saying. I'm not saying that that's everybody. But there is this reaction to a scenario, right? Um, and how you react alternatively will either allow you to move on in your life in a place of peace and love or not. I mean, that's for me, it's really black and white. I'm sure it's not like that for you, but it's pretty black and white for me. It's like, I'm either going to like do something now that's going to preserve my integrity, keep my heart open, or I'm going to do something that I may regret. Can you talk about what it is that people can know about staying on the pathway to growth in conscious relating? I'm sure that everybody here can relate to when you're in a conflict, in a fight. It doesn't have to be, you know, a fight like attacking somebody. I hope not. But just in a conflict with your partner, that you're so full of righteousness, you just want to be right. You know, you want to bring the other one here and you want to hear, I'm sorry, whatsoever. And you can feel this, this, oh, yeah. Do you, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I do. Yeah, we all can relate to this feeling. But the beauty is that we actually can say or we can remember, listen, it's not about that I have to agree to him or he has to agree to me. It's not about that. But I actually can say, I hear you even so I don't agree. Or I hear you, but I don't feel like we can finish the subject today. I need time out to integrate, to ponder on it, whatever feels right to you, because we're all individuals, different. So then we take another time and speak about this again. If it's getting heated, it's never a good advice to continue discussing, because then it just becomes an ego fight for righteousness. Yeah. So as soon as you actually feel things get really into 
into the fire and then even the voice gets, you know, the voice gets nasty, then it's a moment to say time out, time out. One of you who is maybe still a little bit cooler or has more consciousness or just hits it, listen, we want to, we don't want to kill this relationship. Let's take time out. You go and do your sports or you do whatever makes you happy. I do mine and we come together another time. That doesn't mean you have to just disappear. It's always important and that's all under repairing. It's for me is that if a partner leaves the house because they are righteous, that they're able to say out of respect, I'm out now to take time for myself, but I'm back in even if it's tomorrow, but I'm back in two hours, tonight, whatever, I just need time out. This is vital. So because the other one can get into, suddenly into abandonment feelings, yeah? And that's not healthy either, depending on where the person coming from, but it causes maybe fear, abandonment, or crumpy feelings, whatsoever. So then you agree on another day to, to discuss that when things have calmed and you may have had some insights in the meantime. Also, what's important that at that evening, let's assume that one of the partners stormed out and they come back, that the repair is to say, in, in some words, I'm just using my words now, it's like, honey, I did not mean to either hurt you or attack you. We're just having a different point of view here. You know, and we're trying to find to bring the other over to, to the other side. It's not necessary. We can still have our different points of view. And we can maybe find a, a solution if it's about the kids, you know, um, what the kids have to do. I don't know which tools that go. I don't know. So it is about how can we find a common ground which makes us happy, both of us. Mm. But do, like, it's, it's important important that for me for example if there's a fight and even the, con the conversation has not finished is looking at each other's eyes holding maybe hands if possible or putting placing a hand on the heart of the other like cross looking in the eyes of each other because it try to establish the connection again and the presence to the other to see the beauty in them to see something you love in them if it's their eyes, their hair, their smile, something you really adore in the other because that establishes connections again. And you don't go away and then you go to sleep and then you wake up with all this crumpiness and it goes worse and worse and worse. It just adds to this baggage we're loading up. Yeah? So the sooner we can, that's what I call, the sooner we can repair a conflict, the better. Is there any question? What, what yeah, I, what I want to ask you about regarding this is, that this goes back to, and there's a lot of research on this, Sabina. There's a lot of research. It's and actually in the academic world. I'll tell you what this is called. There's actually a construct on what on what this is, and it's called procedural justice. Um, it's called procedural justice for a reason, and it is always about the how, right? I mean, this is a tough situation, so you and I know right we're talking about a tough situation and in those moments right when we are faced with that we can decide i i was uh rereading victor frankl's oh, book yeah. 
a number of years ago, when I decided to walk away from drugs and alcohol, a friend of mine handed me that book. And I got two books in 1989. I got Richter Frankel's book. Uh, and then I got Power Versus Force. Mm -hmm. And so I wasn't the person I am today. I had to grow into this person. And I remember getting those books. And, you know, this is before you could Google Viktor Frankl. So if you're watching the show today, maybe David could put up Viktor Frankl. Um, if you're watching it, just, just Google who this man was. And here's the thing. This is a man concentration camp, right? Mm -hmm. And he goes through that experience. But he goes through it by maintaining a sense of positivity, an attitude, and I'm simplifying. I'm probably oversimplifying. And I often ask myself, why aren't we applying something like that to how we are in relationship? Mm -hmm. See, that's the body of work you're doing, right? Mm -hmm. It's what you're helping people with. And so the next leg of this, though, is as in me, when I had to leave relationship, leave work, leave, 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 there is a way to leave. Can you talk to that? Can you talk to conscious split up? Because conscious split up means that sometimes you have to leave. Sometimes you have to say, this boss, this job, this company, this relative, right? Just saying, may have a few of those. You know what? I think we need to part ways. Talk about the work you do in this area, because I'm telling you, the statistics are through the roof. Yes, unfortunately, everywhere. Yes, um, the process itself mm -hmm. is a beautiful process. It actually helps you to, to turn, first to turn negative, destructive feelings like anger or, 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 yeah, or, or sadness into positive, constructive feelings. So it, it teaches you first that you, you you choose to allow the emotions to be felt, but not that the emotions that dominate you. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So it helps you to understand, wait a minute, what is behind this all? What is behind my anger? What is what is what does it mean? Maybe then you understand slowly, and that is like a step program that you what has been in you that you have given away maybe your responsibility or your power to somebody else? What has it meant that you maybe didn't speak out what you really needed from the beginning? When did you agree to something which you actually inside of you, you didn't agree? So you, you start seeing all toxic habits and patterns which you have avoided maybe not to be honest with yourself first in first place. So you didn't have healthy boundaries in the first place. Yeah. So you have maybe given everything for this company or everything for this relationship. And because you don't have self-worth, you have never noticed that you don't have self-worth. So you have tried to get the many people do that. I coach massive people on that issue. They try to get the the confirmation of love being loved through the outside world instead of searching it from here. Does it make sense what I'm saying? No, it does make sense. And, you know, part of this that I've learned along the way is even though it makes sense, boy, I've had to learn some things. I mean, this is one of these journeys where, you know, we could become an alchemist on yeah. our own. 
But the pathway to emotional freedom, the pathway to new awareness, to new attitudes, to boundaries, you know, really takes an effort on our part and a willingness not just to grow, but to practice, you know, to be willing to say, you know, when your partner rushes down the stairs and creeps into your sacred space to be able, it's shouting, screaming, maybe even intoxicate, who knows, whatever that scenario is, can you have your wits about you? Can you go to that heart space? You know, can you hold back whatever that woundedness is inside of you that wants to just lash out? This is what we must learn, not for the other person, right? This is what we have to learn for our own heart, for our own healing, for our own personal mastery. And this is what you teach people. Yes. And, you know, you mentioned Viktor Frankl because for me, I mean, I read him, I think I was 14 or something. <laughs> um, for me, he's the most amazing man and story what he has lived oh, through. Oh, yeah. yeah it, it's, it, I, I wonder why in these kind of books, on these, time, this, these kind of teachings are not applied to our children in school. Well, I can tell you why. I think that there is a generation of these folks that many of the kids today have never heard of. Mm. I, I mean, I work with young young women, especially, but I will tell you that this knowledge is on the verge of being lost. I mention Viktor Frankl every chance I get. Every woman I work with, I give them that book. And I think you're right about that. There is this loss as if this digital world you know, was not this place to step into. But I have hope. I was speaking with one of our hosts the other day and I had met her daughter and, and she was talking about her daughter in her daughter's class is being asked to learn about Stonewall Inn in New York. And mm. I, I had a, mo and I said, oh, I know about that. You know, because, of course, that was part of my upbringing. That was part of me. And I was so hopeful that the stories of our history and our evolution and the kindness in our heart mm. is passed forward. But see, it's not going to happen unless people like you help us do that, right? Well, and gratefully, there are more people like me. So it's becoming more and more something which is out there but i would i prefer i personally would love to see schools i would like to see a love school i would like to see a relationship school or maybe yeah. included in there or or mandatory course in school that you have to learn nonviolent communication how to relate how to accept different points of view without getting enraged and threatened of your own beingness, how to learn to self-love before you need to demand and expect it and, and ask everybody else around you, and to learn to listen to your own inner true wisdom, because that's what we all have innate, but we don't listen. We, we go in Mr. Google and ask everybody else. So we, we lose these actually instinctive traits we always had but like you said with the digital world i'm not saying that digital world is bad i'm please miss, don't understand that but it gives me a lot of help but um somehow we lost the balance with it you know where's the truth 
choose in me to learn about that first of what is my own wisdom even so everything else seems to think differently or yeah. say something now let's take a Viktor Frankl quote to talk about um, the last part of this and which is conscious split up. One of the quotes I love, and it sounds so simple, but it's when we're no longer able to change the situation, we are challenged to change ourselves. And you know, it's one of those things that is important. But the other part of the conversation with Frankl is everything can be taken away from, from a man or a woman, but one thing. See, this was the key for me when I read this. Yes. The last of the human freedoms. And I and when I read when I read this and I and I heard this and I read his story, it really was cemented in me. And so it's everything could be taken away from a man or woman, but one thing, the last of human freedoms, to choose one's attitude in any given set of circumstance, to choose one's own way. Isn't that what you teach people yes. in conscious split up? not only conscious split up everywhere in yeah. self-love in conscious relating and of course it applies to conscious split ups as well absolutely that is my that's the most beautiful phrase it's one of my favorite as well so i'm really grateful you brought him up because it it, it is so stunning what he lived through i think i think most of the nowadays generation we, nobody wants to suffer and I don't think we need to suffer you know but we are so afraid of suffering we don't want to feel our own pain and sometimes growth and looking in our own taking it responsibility for our own actions yes it is sometimes linked with pain we have to confess that maybe here inside there was a lot of hate and anger or i had a traumatic childhood and i haven't healed it and now i'm leashing out of this memory constantly it is painful sometimes, but it's so much worse getting rid of it than hanging on for the rest of your life. And Frank, Victor Frankl, my goodness me, what kind of terrible suffering he has gone through to come to this incredible wisdom. Thankfully, I say we have COVID and not a war. Yeah. Thankfully, we just have that kind of illness. We'd be still home in our beautiful homes, sitting in front of a TV, we can still contact everybody. We have food and water and people lose it. I'm sorry. That's came out of because I feel like now it's the time. Well, to you're absolutely right though. I mean, yeah. you're absolutely right. Um, I can talk about here. We have freedoms beyond our imagination and yet we forget we have the freedom to choose how we respond, react, treat another human being, treat an animal, treat the earth. Yes. You know, we forget that we actually have that within us, which will lead us. The other part of the confusing aspect of this, and I think um, we've talked about this in previous shows, and conscious, conscious love, full circle love, doesn't mean that we don't have feelings of being hurt or that we don't have feelings that, you know, push us to the edge, that we don't get angry about things, right? I mean, we're not saying cut off your emotions. That's absolutely not what we're saying. No, no not at all. Just the opposite, actually. Become very aware of your emotions. But exactly. in case if they're the negative ones, which society did suppress us in them as a child, you know, we got conditioned. We were never actually loved unconditionally because society or our parents did not allow certain behaviors in us. 
So we, we found the way of pretending and patterning of how we behave, right? And that's what we still play out instead of really allowing our whole range of emotions, but knowing that if I start feeling emotional, especially angry, instead of leashing it out to somebody, I can say, listen, I start feeling emotionally. Maybe I'd rather take a space out and take care of that. So I'm t that's a completely different thing is I'm taking responsibility of my emotions and my feelings because I learned to listen to my body. Oops, here it is. And I'm not taking it as an excuse to mistreat or leash out on somebody else. That's the difference when we live in a conscious relationship or in a conscious splitting. Yeah. Yeah. Look, thank you for today. Thank you for all you do. Let's take a moment. I'd love to know your personal message, but even more importantly, what I'd love to know from you is how we can find out more about you. <laughs> yes, you can find me on my website, of course, www.sabinavademaker.com. You can find me on Instagram and in Facebook, Coach Sabine Rademacher. I also have a YouTube channel, but I think most of my information is either on Instagram, Facebook, or my website. Feel free to get in contact with me. I always have a first free hour to chat with people to see what, what's needed. And I have my workshops. They're also on the website. Making Time and Space for Love is one of them. Online for couple two hours to kind of start learning to get an awareness what can we do here and it is a beautiful journey for for you both it's taking time to learn something new thank you sabina thank you so much one more time please give out your website www.sabinarodemaker.com thank you so much for all that you do. I want to thank everybody for tuning us in, turning us on. Thanks to David. Thanks for Benny to push all the right buttons as usual. And thanks to all of you for inspiring us to be better each and every day. We'll take a short break. More coming up on Transformation Talk Radio. Hi, I'm Sabina. I'm a love and relationship coach. And we all have not learned how to relate really truly profoundly we all struggle in relationships and it's a constant work and practice so I invite you to come along to my making time and space for love workshop you can find more information on my website www.sabinarademaker.com it will truly support you i see you there i don't know anybody who has not experienced a rough ride so far this year and we're all looking desperately for a way of understanding our own path, of belonging, for love, to be loved, to be respected. Our purpose. And often we don't know how to communicate what we really need and respect our boundaries at the same time. And if you feel this is exactly what is going on for you, I invite you to come along to my workshop called Making Time and Space for Love. I'm holding it online on the 24th of October. You find more information about this on my website, sabinarodemaker.com and go under What's On and there you find Making Time and Space for Love. See you there. <laughs>